0: Lob Talk Radio. <laughs> Lob Talk Radio. Hi everyone. Oh, starting. Yeah. bye. Hmm. Welcome to Chat with Camille's show. It's is Camille. Come here. And today we're going to have a very special guest by the name of Mr. Benjamin Michael. Sure the why reason why by. I asked him to be a guest on the show is to talk about different um, veterans' needs. Huh. And also I can give you, and I'd love to give you a little background on Ben. He's a 13-year-old, 13-year Marine. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's interesting. I hope she calls back. Hi, everyone. I hope everyone's doing really good. It looks like we're on live. And I need my caller or guest to call me one more time. So um, let me do that now. And I'm not sure why the the incorrect episode was playing, even though it's a really good one, Um, because this is part two of um, our episode on what is lymphedema. Oh, there she is. okay. There we go. I think I, I see it I see our um Hello Hi. 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 Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> you know
0: me in this uh, studio. How are you? Good. Excellent. Okay. We're this is part two uh what is lymphedema okay and i don't know if um a lot of you were able to listen to our original show but um i'm chatting with a wonderful friend named arjun and what we're talking about is um a physical condition called lymphedema and the goal of this episode is to raise awareness about lymphedema itself, okay? And so last time, um, they asked you some questions. So let me get those real quick. But you do want to,
1: introduce, please introduce yourself to Hi, my name is Arden and I'm from Livingston, New Jersey, originally, which is on the East Coast. Perfect. Okay.
0: And currently, Arden and I, we reside in Kern County, okay, so, um. Let me see where we were. Cause I asked you quite a few questions. We were really pretty much at your. At, um, I think it was about receiving your mammogram. If I'm not correct, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, is it? That's correct. Uh, and did you? Yes. Yeah, like how how often were you receiving a mammogram? So we'll we'll start there. From the last episode With
1: my insurance it's only once a year once a year
0: okay and um how oh this is a question i think uh, a lot of us women would like to know like how did you how do you know or how did you know that you could be at risk for breast cancer or for cancer
1: uh my aunt Got breast cancer my mom's sister got breast yes. cancer when I was around around ten and then it came back when I was about thirteen or so okay
0: and um, so this is means you had a you had a history a history already in the family and then can you talk a little bit about um the genetic testing of BRCA that
1: um, that
0: you had spoken to me about.
1: Yes, um, I did genetic testing at I went to Memorial Sloan Kettering, and that's the biggest cancer hospital in New York City. And What's the I name did of- Memorial Sloan Kettering. They're in New York City.
0: Okay. Um, uh
1: uh-huh. And I. They asked me to do genetic testing, and so I set up with the genetics department to do genetic testing, and it's based on a bunch of questions about the family history, about age, and about uh, genetics about your grandparents, your aunts, uncles. Um, I didn't know anything about my great-grandparents, so I couldn't answer that one. Um, but it go, they go back in history, you know, with your genetics. And they take blood uh, to do genetic testing. And there's something called um, BRCA positive and BRCA negative. And that's with your genetics, your, your history with your mom. And, um, I was genetic, I was a positive negative. So I didn't, ha- I wasn't a positive. But my sister is a positive. So when somebody is a positive, and this is what they explained to me, that mm-hmm. if somebody's a positive, they do automatically do, um, a mam- um, um, double mastectomy. They take out your ovaries and, uh, they they do that um, because okay. they're basing that on genetics, yeah. and um, but I I didn't have that, so they didn't do that on me. But they did that with my sister, and okay. uh, it turned out that <coughs> that she got early I, I'm assuming early stages of breast cancer, and uh, so the two of us. Wait, you're, what- what years hers and diagnosed in September Mine was diagnosed in September of, of twenty seventeen. And hers okay. was diagnosed in June of twenty nineteen.
0: Oh wow. Okay.
1: So two years later. Okay. Yeah. Huh.
0: Okay. And then it's it's spelled BRCA, B R C A. For the yes. audience, it's B R C A, right? And it's uh, called the breast cancer gene. Yes. Yes. Uh, B R C A, and they have one and two. Okay, but it's spelled yes. and It's uh, the the abbreviation for breast cancer gene. All right. So I just wanted the honest to know because they may not know whole lot about it because I definitely I happened to hear about it um, some time ago but at any rate so, uh, you're okay so first you you have it and then you said your sister also uh, uh, had cancer as well and then um, what do you think about your overall medical health during that time when you were diagnosed until now?
1: Oh, well, I had aggressive stage three breast cancer. There are, stage, there are four stages of breast cancer, one, two, three, and four. And mine was aggressive stage three, so it's rapidly going into stage four. But it hadn't got, With well, stage four is when, when the cancer goes into your liver or your kidneys or your lungs or other organs in your body. But mine hadn't gotten to those other organs yet. They were floating towards them.
0: Okay, so you're um, stage three. And then if you could just remind uh, the audience of what your process was once you're diagnosed with stage three from our first episode,
1: please. Okay. I went to Memorial Fettering. They had gotten my mammogram, the CD. They looked at my CD, and they saw that there were three tumors in my breast um, in three different places um, of my breast. And it's like a a clock. And then, then it's like number six is where one of the tumors were. Number seven was where the other tumor was. And number 11 was where the other tumor was. So that's what I was told after they did the biopsy. Before the oncologist and the surgeon could talk to me, they had to do uh, a biopsy and then they, you know, they send it to a lab and they get the results. And then they have to do uh, a PET scan, uh, which is a scan of your whole body to see if the cancer is anywhere else. And um, then you go and they make you an appointment with uh, the surgeon and the oncologist, and you talk to them, and you, that's when you find out what stage you are in, and and the next, and what is the next step that you're going to take. Okay.
0: Wow. And then <clears throat> after they scan um, the body, and then do they begin to talk to you? Does the uh, doctor, begin to talk to you about
1: treatment once yes. they find out um, what your stages. Yes. Okay. Yes, the surgeon came in, and her name. Uh, she she explained. Doctor Kirstein explained to me um, what stage my cancer was in, and that she explained that there were four stages, and mine was aggressive stage three, where it was rapidly growing quickly. And uh, I had, and there's 72 types of breast cancer, which I did not know there was. And mine was the most common one, which is BRCA positive. Um, um, BRCA, I okay. mean, um, not BRCA, um, uh, receptor positive. And uh, you could be BRCA negative or BRCA positive, And that's how they find out what where you stand. Um, okay. And mine, uh, so I'm... Um, I found out at first the surgeon wanted me to do a clinical trial and when I heard that and my friend Sandy was with me and um, I heard you know um, I heard uh, aggressive stage 3 and I had read up on the stages myself and uh, I just decided that I wanted to just go through the chemotherapy and not do a okay. clinical trial because a clinical trial, what they do in a clinical trial, and that's just what was explained to me, was that you either get a placebo, which is a pill that just, you know, it's not a medical a pill, or you get the the med the medicine, you know, that the, that the pill they would be experimenting with. You don't know if you're going to get the the, the um, if you're going to get one or the other, and that's how they do the clinical trial. Oh. So you don't know. It's only you only know because they tell you at the end um, what what maybe what fill they gave you. Oh, okay. And I didn't want to. Take that! I I just didn't want to take that route.
0: Yes. And so, what did? did you decide you want to take?
1: Well, um, I I went for chemo because it was in the later stages of you know of breast cancer, Um, and I just felt well. First of all, I didn't know really how chemo would affect you because I had never gone through it. I, I was a CNA, so I took care of other people that may have ha- that had breast cancer. But if if you've never gone through it, you don't know yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, um, so I chose to um, go through chemo, and um, they gave me Uh, A and C is a long other name. It starts with a D, but I I can't say it. And um, A and C is the abbreviation of it. And then I had to take another drug, which is an easier name, called Toxol, T-O-X-O-L, and that's another chemo drug. And they're very uh, potent chemo drugs because I have I was in my later stage of of cancer, so i yeah. when you're in stage three or stage four they they give you more potent uh chemo than they would on stage one or two. Everybody's diagnosis is different, and how they treat them is different individually yeah.
0: okay, and then um I had. A, I'm going to go back just a little bit. You used um, a term, receptive. I think you said receptive. Receptive positive. Receptor Is that correct?
1: Positive. It's R-E- receptor positive. you Yeah. receptive yes. positive. That's the type of breast cancer that I have, and that's the most common one that a lot of people okay. are diagnosed with. Okay. Okay. okay.
0: So that's a okay receptor positive okay, and so that's for women it's with the women I hope I'm saying this correct uh hormone therapy for breast cancer with hormone receptor positive evasive breast cancer treated with
1: surgery it's treated with surgery they, and they yes like they, they can treat it with it, it depends on the patient for instance yes. I had the chemo first, so they could see if they could shrink the tumors down down in size. But from what I understood, it didn't. The chemo didn't shrink them down at all. And then I had a double. I chose. You can either have a single mastectomy, which they, I had it on my right breast. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. On my right breast, so they can do a, a single mastectomy, or the, or since they said it would come back in my other breast, I chose to have a, that was my choice, to have a double mastectomy because I didn't want to go through this again
0: yes.
1: and have another, uh, you know, take that chance of it coming back like it did in, with my aunt. Um, okay. So I did, I figured I'd just get it over with. And okay. um, so I did a double mastectomy. And... Uh, then you, can, you have a choice of speaking to a plastic surgeon while you're speaking to the, sur- the surgeon. And when you go for that, del- that mastectomy, um, they can do it, put a spacer in between your breastbone so that they can let the breastbone uh, spacer uh, work. And um, that way they can do reconstructive surgery. But you have to make up that decision before you have the the surgery with the surgeon. You can't do it after from what I was told.:
0: Yes, okay, so you did um, surgery, I mean excuse me, chemotherapy and a double mastectomy. and then um, how many rounds of chemotherapy? Just an estimate. How many rounds of chemotherapy did you receive? And also, I did, did I think last um, time you spoke about eight. radiation?
1: Over eight. Okay. And I did eight over eight treatments of chemo with the two different kinds of drugs. And then I I also lost my hair. Um, my friend Margaret took me to get my hair shaved, and I I wore wigs. And um, um, then I had after I healed for like six weeks or so. Well, I had my I, I had my surgery in uh, April fourth, twenty eighteen, is my double mastectomy, and then in June of was it June? yeah June of of twenty eighteen, I started uh, over. I was going to have more than twenty five rounds of radiation they put you in a cat scan and then they they shoot radiation into your where the cancer was in your breast and your right breast okay and I, so then I you did, did that
0: okay so you did radiation as well
1: uh, yes i they for me okay. they did chemo and they did radiation because my okay. cancer was so advanced
0: Yes, and then um, now, because I'm asking these questions um, because I don't know a lot about the treatment side of cancer, and um, I'm sure a lot of people, excuse me, a lot of people don't know either. They know of, you know, uh, people who receive a diagnosis, but what is actually the process? And so what we're getting into in this episode is is the process that Arden is – has gone through, and she's um, letting letting us know um, because I think this is very important. I'm also attempting to ask questions so that we all have clarity also. Now um, I want to um, ask about the I'm back I'm still going to stay just for a moment on the chemo and radiation. So you did chemotherapy and then you did radiation is it did i understand you correctly was it a year apart or did you do yeah, it all at the um,
1: same time I, I got diagnosed in september of 2017 when i went to memorial phone Plenary. and then they set me up in october fourth october fourth is when i started the chemo so that was my first treatment but before that so those those next couple of weeks from Early, um, you know, I don't even remember when I went to Sloan Kettering the first time. It's 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 a blank to me because I I think I was in shock when I got the diagnosis. Yes. Um, I had to go through a biopsy, and yes. with a, a doctor um, that did a biopsy, and she was actually from St. Barnabas Medical Center in Livingston, New Jersey, and she worked under. My, on a, my mom's on a college, on a, on my mom's OBGYN and my OBGYN, and she worked under him. Um, and so that was interesting, and uh, so I felt comfortable there. And, uh, um, um, okay. and then when they got the results of that, you know, the biopsy, that's when the surgeon called me in. And, well, okay. I got a PET scan too, and then the surgeon called me in for my next appointment, and yeah. um, and uh, told me, you know, what what she what the results were from all the tests that she did, and uh, and then when we were gonna schedule a surgery, which was supposed to, the surgery was supposed to be March 6th, But because I had a blood pressure problem, uh, they made it a a month later.
0: Yes. All right. And then let me. um, So after the treatment was
1: done, you were finished with everything.
0: What were your next
1: steps? Well, I I did the radiation and and Sandy took me and got to ring the bell That that I was done. Okay. With the radiation. And then um, then I had to heal from that. And um, I would go every three months to see the oncologist, Dr. Wong, at Memorial Sloan Kettering. And on my next visit, she said that the cancer, From the, they do blood work on you. And they can tell from the blood work where the cancer is. And it was still going in my in my system, it hadn't gone away it yes. was it was floating towards my other organs after all this, so then she had to give me oral chemo, which oh, was fuck. pink pills and the- the pink was the chemo um the oral chemo that was pink on on the on the pills, and I had to take four hundred four thousand milligrams uh Twice a day, and I had to do that for months. Okay.
0: So how many? How and many months got, was nine.
1: it? Was it three to six? I got very sick. Oh. Okay. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> I
0: say, um, how long? How long?
1: Um, oh, it was months. How so. long were? And six months. Okay. Well, it's over more months. Uh, over four months. And over four
0: months.
1: Um, okay. I, I got I got very sick, you know. Very uh, tired, fatigued. Um, yeah. You know, I, I couldn't. Like, would do it, at the end. I would all I would do was sleep. Um, I had home health aides come in, um, and uh, you know, it's cause chemo kills the the oral chemo you know, also kills the um, the good and the bad cells. So it it takes this toll on your body. And, and, you know, I mean, somebody else could go through it, but you're not walking in their shoes until you have to go through it yourself. Right,
0: yes. And um, the next question um, was, how long was the entire treatment process?
1: Um, Well, I started in, um, actually, October of 2017, which is the first female and I, I I ended it on uh, in, by 2000 uh, uh, by January. No wait, uh, by almost uh, 2020, uh, March of 2020, I I had my last end of March. Almost April of 2020, I had my last uh, oral chemo pill. So it was, it was a long, long, long couple time. of years. Yes. Okay,
0: so it was right before COVID or around COVID time, Yes. right? Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Did COVID affect your affect your your treatment process, or it did not? No,
1: because it was were done before, before that. Um, Okay. And okay. Um, I mean, we just at a memorial that We had to wear masks anyhow because if you had a cough or a cold, you weren't allowed to be there anyhow. So it, you know, it, it didn't, it didn't affect me in any way. Um, I and, guess I'm just lucky they found it beforehand. You know, we didn't know exactly. COVID was going to happen. Yeah, that's right. Yes.
0: And so, when were was it official? that you were cancer free. And also I I, found I thought oh, go ahead. How do you know that you're cancer? how do the, how does the doctors like determine that or what do they tell
1: you? And then Well they uh, do a pet okay. okay, they do I didn't know this either. So they do <laughs> um a, they do a PET scan once a year. And they can tell from what the first PET scan to the second PET scan the next year. And see if there's any cancer in your body, and then they determine that based on what what they see, and then if you have it, the the you know the second year, the third year, and then they they let you know that I found out in um, twenty uh, let's see um, twenty twenty. 2021, the end of 2021, like December, that that I uh, yeah. said I was cancer free. All right. They so my, congratulations, um, my yes. I was, Thank you. Yes, yes,
0: yes. Congratulations. I am so happy Thank that you're, you're here with you. us. You're welcome. And um, I don't have like an applause button and all that, but I really am applauding you. Second. This is um, an amazing journey for you, and I'm so thankful that you're here to share it with us.
1: I said to the, Thank you. I said to the radiologist, Dr. Brandstein, um he had told me, I asked him this, where he went to medical school, and he said he went to Harvard Medical School in Boston. Yes. And um, my cousin, I said to one of my cousins, a psychiatrist, he went to Boston uh, Harvard Medical School and went for psychiatry. And um, at Harvard, and uh, I then said to him, this is a journey I didn't choose to take, but it's a journey I need to finish, and I put that on a t-shirt. Mm, I love and that. One of the nurses yes. at that, Stone that Kettering told me to put that on a t-shirt, so I put it on a big t-shirt with black letters.
0: Wow. So what what um... First of all, can you say the saying one more time? Can you, sure.
1: please? I, I said to Dr. Branson, this is a journey I didn't choose to take, but it's a journey I need to finish.
0: Wow. Amazing. This
1: is a journey I need to finish.
0: Indeed.
1: So next, i was kind of shy I... to, to saying <laughs> it to him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i i love that that quote is is just brilliant and then i i i have um oh you're welcome i have uh, a few more questions um after all of the treatment and you're now you're you're wonderfully cancer free were there any side uh, side effects for you um after radiation chemotherapy and the, the chemotherapy. Uh, was your side effects yes. to you and your body? And if so, can you please let us know what they were or are?
1: Yes, they were. Um, with the the regular, the chemo was, was usually they put a port in your um, chest and they didn't do that with me. They just gave me an IV through my vein. Like if you, you're uh if they're taking, like taking blood, you know, from, from you. Uh-huh. Um, they did that. They sometimes put a port in somebody. Um, they said if I have to ever go through chemo again, they would have to put a port in me because uh, my, from having lymphedema, I, they can't uh, take blood or, or do a blood pressure cuff on my right arm because that's where my lymphedema is, from the lymph nodes being taken out. So I only have my left arm for them to take blood out of. And when you're in the hospital, you know how many times they take blood out of you. So they yeah. can do it uh-huh. in your foot <laughs> and they can do it, you know, uh, in other places also I found out. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, so, uh, um, you know, I was not aware of that they... Couldn't take blood out of my left, on my right arm. I have a bracelet on that says, uh, you "No know, blood pressure cuff or needles in your right, in your right arm." And I wear that on my left, my left hand. Okay. Um, and
0: and what, what is the reasoning
1: again for not? You know, why can't well, they? they, they you well, know, what they did was they it's like having an injury where they take the lymph nodes out and yeah. it does a blockage um, to your, um, your blood flows through your arms and through the rest yeah. of your body, through your lymphatic system, which is throughout your whole body. And it's in your yeah. groin, it's in your breast, it, it's in your chest, it's in your stomach, it's, it's in your armpits, it's um, in your groin, it's in, in those areas. I think other areas too. Um, you'd have to look on a, a chart for lymphotic systems. system. Um and so the so the bacteria flows in and out of your body or wh- through your blood. And once it's affected the arm backs up. It's like a helium balloon that, you know, blows up but you can't you can't pop it, so um you have to be careful, and you have to wear a glove and sleeve on your arm and um for the rest of your life
0: uh yes, and i this is um uh i'm gonna if it's okay I'm gonna read the textbook definition of lymphedema. it's actually a chronic swelling that is caused. By a buildup of fluid and the lymphs that occurs when the lymphatic system is either faulty or damaged. There is no cure for lymphedema, but it can be effectively treated. And so also I'd like the audience to know or our, our wonderful listeners to know that the definition of lymphedema is in the description. As well as uh, what is breast cancer, Okay. So now we are actually right on topic um, about lymphedema itself. Um, what is what is it that we can do um, to support um, your cause, because this is what this um, episode is about um, your cause for lymphedema? I mean, excuse me, for people who have lymphedema, uh, what is the actual issue and why is there a need for support and also a treatment act? Why is there a treatment act? So let's start first with um, what's going on in, in general with, with um Lymphedema and this, the medical support it should have. Could you just explain, please? Yes. Um, I hope I'm saying that clear um, enough.
1: Yeah. Um, people you go through physical therapy, which is a regular physical therapist who works on your arms, legs, or, um, whatever. You know, when you go through physical therapy, when you have to get it's called PT or physical therapy. There's also a clinical. Oh, excuse there's me, excuse clinical. me, Arden.
0: Arden, the it's breaking yeah. up a little bit. The the sound. Oh. I'm not sure. There we go. I think it's clear again.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a GP which with physical physical therapy, which is regular physical therapy. Then there's. Okay. Um, of, uh, ther- there's a uh, you go for extra training as a physical therapist if you're going to be a clinical lymphedema therapist. That's called a CLT, which is clinical lymphedema therapist. And you go to uh, school a little longer than just being a physical therapist because you're doing a specific need and a specific. Uh, treatment and that's where lymphedema clinical is I have lymphedema from breast cancer because I took my lymph nodes out under my armpit because I had cancer in the lymph nodes but um, people also get it in their legs too and you see people mm-hmm. with that so many people have lymphedema and we yes. um we see that in you know, television commercials and um you know, we see it it's just it's just known, you know, people have it. And uh, there's so many people that, that have it either like you you said what lymphedema is, through an injury, through surgery, you know, depending on what what they had to go through. And yes. um in Bakersfield, there is no lymphedema therapist here to treat somebody with lymphedema. I had to go to the center of show, which is a three oh, two and a half hour drive one way and two-and-a-half hours for longer back. And Excuse me, Arden. A clinical... mm-hmm? Arden,
0: it's um. Can you repeat it because the it's um your sound is breaking, breaking up, up. Please. Yes. There we go. Okay.
1: It's back. I can, I can okay. go pretty quick. Uh, are you there? Uh, yes. There's a, there, there's so you've been in Bakersfield. breast cancer, Bakersfield doesn't have a, lympho- a clinical lymphedema therapist. There's nobody here that can do that work. Where in Chico, yes. where I was before, they had a clinical lymphedema therapist. But Bakersfield, who, who they had as a therapist here, they left. So they haven't replaced them. So now doctor, my doctor is Dr. Uh, Cirillo and he's with C- CCBC in Bakersfield and they, have to, they, give me, they gave me uh, Jamie Centrochi who is uh, with um, C- Central Coastal Lymphedema out in San Lucas, Obisco and I have to go there. They're sending everybody yeah. there. Wow, that's the closest. And then what's the what's the distance? Medical insurance. It's a little over two two and a half hours one way. Yeah, two
0: and a half hours. Wow, that's a lot. Excuse me. And so, um, there's no treatment. There's no treatment. No one here who can assist with all the medical facilities within Kern County. No one to assist or help people with lymphedema. Is that
1: correct? That's that's correct. And I'm also an advocate Amazing. for the Lymphedema Treatment Act, where I, I got a letter <laughs> from Diane Feinstein, and I also uh, just spoke, got an a email through um, one of the... Uh, it, it's, it's a lymph... It's HR 3650, which is was just passed by the House, and it's going yes. through... Cong, Cong, it's going to the Senate, but it's on Mitch McConnell's desk, and I'm going to be talking to the secretary of uh, one of the senators that brought it into the attention of Congress. Uh, so we, it's called the Lymphedema Treatment Act, and that's the garments that we have to wear for either your legs or your, your arms. It's a glove and a sleeve. It's a compression sleeve, and it's not like the one on TV that they have the commercial for. It's the one that has to be made by measuring your body and your arm or your yes. leg, and they have to make it, you know, fit fit the compression so that it compresses your arm or your leg so that the swelling yes. doesn't get larger. And it has On to, be, it. and yes. it's not pay not all not all insurances pay for it, so that's why I'm 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 um, voicing my uh, knowledge and opinion and trying to get it passed through Congress so that. All insurance companies have to pay for our garments.
0: Yes, That's a it's this is wonderful. Um, your your advocacy, um, and also I want the uh, listener to know because we have a, a few more minutes left of our show. But the lymphedema treatment, the, the lymphedema treatment act, is um, it's an active bill. It's in it's in uh, the 117th Congress, which runs from uh the beginning of 2021 to the end of 2022 the senate bill was introduced on F- april 22nd 2021 assigned um a- assigned a bill number of s 1315 okay so i'm just going to uh, mention the bill It's the the uh, link to the lymphedema treatment act bill is in the description and also uh one moment and uh we also would like for you to please contact congress to act on passing the lymphedema treatment act okay and the link for you to uh, contact the congress is also in our description all right and then last but definitely not least um Arden is starting a lymph it's starting a lymphedema treatment support group, okay? And it's going to be on Zoom. It starts October 7th here in Kern County in Bakersfield, okay? October 7th. And the link uh, to the group is in, is in the description as well. I want to thank Arden, Sean, for being our wonderful guest and um, thank everyone so much for listening. And is there anything that you wanted to add, Arden? Did cover everything? Because we have 60 seconds.
1: <laughs> You're welcome.
0: Wonderful. So uh, I think uh, this ends our show, okay? And thank you all of our listeners. If anyone has any questions or comments, please leave them in the comment box. Okay, for Arden, for our guests. Um, And and again, the lymphedema um, support group will begin October 7th on Zoom, and the link will be in the description. We'll also be promoting it on different um, streaming and social media. Okay? So thank you so much. Thank you, Arden. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're
1: welcome.
0: And thank you everybody for listening. Yes. And uh, bye for now. Bye. Bye. Thank you. With the Lucky Lands Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere.